All right, welcome along to what is the last club hurling episode as such of the Left Wing Back podcast this year. Um, we had three county finals last weekend. The course Manus Rangers prevailing in the senior final against Ballin Killen. Intermediate honours went to Nave Owen against Manus Rangers. And junior honours went to Ballin Killen against Burn Rangers. And I have the uh, Ballin Killen mentor, Joe Nolan, with me here and obviously resident pundit of uh, the Left Wing Back, along with our other resident pundit, Stephen Bamrick, who we had to kind of. I won't say give the P45, but we laid them off last week just for the, just for the whole point of, of having the people on from their respective clubs. Uh, Stephen, uh, good to have you back in the fold. Uh, you, you were dropped last week and now you're back uh, trying to make an impression here again, I suppose. Your, your, your takeover being dropped. I, uh, I drank a fierce lot of water during the week there to, and done a bit of yoga as well just to, <laughs> to take it on the chin, you know. So uh, I was coming for a while there. I was getting too comfortable in that 16 jersey. And you kept away from the carling, I hope. Ah, yeah, they're, they're for making the cans of carding smaller there. I know there's a market employee there. I'm not falling for that crack. <laughs> well, listen, good to have you back on. Come here, Joe. Uh, first of all, well done. Um, you know, it was a cracking junior final. We started that. That was last Friday. And, uh, you know, so, some really good hurling, Joe. Yeah, there was, Kevin. There was a good game of hurling. Um, we, I suppose, we hurled to our peak. I suppose the key thing in the game was we probably hurled to our peak. Probably hurled as well, if not better, than we hurled all year. And, uh, Unfortunately for Rangers, they didn't, you know, I know there was more in them than the scoreline reflects and showed. And, you know, they had, they had probably a couple of wides at the start that probably if they'd got them would have settled them and might, might have changed the game and put a different reflection on the game. But um, I suppose our lads did what we had to do and uh, they did hurl very well and kind of dominated where we needed to dominate. And, uh, you know, we never looked like conceding a goal. And I think once we were kind of steady at the back, uh, it, it gave us a great platform to build on. And, um, you know, like I said, we, we were delighted with the win. And, it's a big thing for our lads stepping up to intermediate level next year. You know, it'll be a big boost for them. And I think it'll help to hurling as well, you know, hurling at the higher level. It just makes a step up then from, from intermediate, to, or sorry, from, you know, to the next level, to the senior level then, uh, that bit easier for players that will go through that kind of development process. But um, I've no doubt that uh, Bourne Rangers will be back and very much in contention last year, you know, or next year. They had a great year this year. And um, I think, and I hope that they take great... Uh, you know, great, great heart and belief from that because I, I sincerely hope that they do and, and, and I think they will because they have the talent and they have more even coming through now year on year the lads coming up into adult grade and um, I, don't, I don't think it'll be too long before they're in intermediate as well. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly and it was a real, uh, I suppose, romantic tale of, of this year's championship and then getting to a final, you know. But um, Stevie, you were on COCOM for the intermediate and the senior finals, but the intermediate final is what I want to focus on for now. And we said last week, we said several times that this grade has improved immensely over the last 10 years. And what an absolute cracker of a final. Yeah, and having seen it firsthand, like with Nave Breed this year, um, being involved with him, um, oh, it's been unreal. Like 15, I think 15 players scored from play last Saturday night. Um, and ten, there was a goal in the first minute. Same as Saturday. Well, it was probably I didn't see the start of the junior final. Bottle and killing a goal early on. Uh, it was the tail of the three finals. If you got a goal early on, it, it, it could set you up. And it, it didn't set up more against the Rangers, but uh, like geez, the scores and were unreal. Like and, and like Kevin Foley, for instance, got five points, and his marker Jack Green had a, I thought a very good game as well. You know that sort of a game where if you looked at the the, the facts of the matter after the match, you could say he got clean, but he didn't. And um, yeah, but the standards being like we're trying to judge like we lost the week before to Monster Rangers. They had ten scores from play that day against us. They literally had Luke Roach score whoever he did, and I know you know the lad scored a pint apiece. 
and you're, you're trying to engage, then would we have won last Saturday night? And I, I, I don't know. And you never know. Like, they're in the final. But definitely the, the, the standard has been jaw-dropping, I would, I would call it, no, because, like, Faker Fitzpatrick was midfielder. He, he, he came onto the team there after the first or second game. And uh, I'd say if the senior final had been next week, and unless the Rams were in trouble in the middle third, I'd say he would have been getting a, a call-up. And then you had Michael, like if Damien Jordan in the goal for Nevo and you have other lads dotted through the team, experienced players like Shane Cranny, Kevin Foley, all these lads, like they're, you know, they're household names that mightn't have, they might have been in the limelight in the last couple of years at, at senior level, but uh, intermediate level the other night, no, I just thought it was outstanding. Yeah, definitely. And um, some fantastic scores from, from both sides in it and, and it bodes well for, for Cara Horner. Just goes to show how much it's it's improved. The main focus of this um, episode, lads, is to pick a hurling team of the year, which we'll come to in a moment. But let's talk about that senior final. And Joe, look, we, we kind of said last week, we, in order for a Ballinkillen win, I, I was saying certainly anyway, the Rangers had to be 20% off and Ballinkillen had to be 100% on. Now, I thought Rangers were 100% on and Ballinkillen maybe were a little bit off. But I think if Ballinkillen had a came with everything the other day, there was no stopping Rangers. In my opinion, that was probably the most complete performance I've seen in the county final by any team. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin, we knew coming into the game there, we'd have to be 100%. And uh, I suppose a couple of injuries then during the week and a couple of knocks that picked up as the games went on probably didn't help our, our lads, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, call a spade a spade. I think the, we needed, uh, well, we definitely didn't need the start that Rangers got, but everybody was getting that start in terms of, um, you know, scoring, getting those scores on the board. But we certainly didn't need to be kind of 2-4 or 2-5 down after six or seven minutes. And, you know, when we were chasing the game, that's not, I suppose that's not our game and it's not the game you want to be you want to be doing, uh, given your first appearance in the county finals for so long. Um, you know, it, it wasn't ideal. Um, so, look, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I take, you know, I take great credit from the year, or take the lads to take great credit from the year in, in getting there and, you know, and, and making that one step further. But they'll be disappointed probably with their performance in the final in terms of maybe they didn't show what they could have had. But I think, like I said, a lot of that would have come from chasing the game. But look, great credit to Mullinster Rangers. I, I thought they were phenomenal. I, I said to anyone who I spoke to, I would actually say that they're probably a better or more complete team uh, this year than they were when they got to the to the All Ireland Club final a number of years back. Um, I just think their their scoring power and their organisation well, well their organisation is always very good, but um, I think you know I think definitely their scoring power this year uh, makes them very very hard to hold because you know if you hold one lad there's there's four other lads there who are you know ready to pepper the goal. And, uh, you know, I think that was probably the story of the match. Like, I mean, look, like we said, probably after 15 minutes, um, it was going to be a massive, take a massive uh, turnaround and a massive um, effort from our lads. And not that it didn't give the effort, but we probably just, we couldn't get the scores that, you know, to get ourselves into the game. And um, when you're kind of chasing an uphill battle like that for a young team, you know, it's very hard. And. Yeah, well, look, um, I think they lost nothing in defeat. I know it's an odd cliche, but I really don't think they did because um, they jumped the major hurdle and getting there in the first place. And we were giving them a bit of a rub. I was giving them a bit of a rub at the start of the year saying, lads, it's time to push on. And they did push on. And they got it into the county final. And I think that can only stand them good in you know in, in time to come over the next couple of years. Right, so I'm going to move on to the the business end of, of what we're about in this particular episode. And that's the try pick team of the year. And I know we were talking loosely about this. So, you know, first of all, from a goalkeeping point of view, the first guy I want to put forward, obviously, is Dean Grenham on Leicester Rangers because I think, you know, he's conceded very few goals and his puckouts have been amazing. But, uh, Steve, I'll start with you. Is there anyone else you kind of want to 
bring into the equation here? Well, they've all, all the goalies have had their, <clears throat> had their moments, but last Sunday in particular stood out for me with Dean Grennan. Um, like the first half, he was literally leaving 40, 50 yard passes into Kevin Mack's hand or whoever's Paul Cody's setting up a score, setting up a sto- another score, and it was like a machine gun coming out. Like the balls were just popping in. And um, that alone, I, I thought, no, he didn't. Uh, with the game, the way it's changed, to, if you're going with short puckouts, they have to be bang on the button. And when Monet's range needed them in the first 20 minutes to put a foot, foot and balance Killen's throats, that's what they were. And um, like Brian Tracy to Thomas Dolan, um, Kevin Kyo, Andrew Towns, and they've all had, had good moments and matches and, and done nothing wrong. There might have been an odd soft ball. Been there, that, done that myself. Uh, they've gone on with it. They weren't get ones that knocked you out of the championship running, but um, the Dean Grinder thought for me, you know, just uh, that, that impressed me immensely. You no, know, Sunday, the, the fact with the short, if you're going short puck outs, they have to be right, and they were bang on Sunday. Uh, you're unanimous with this anyway, Joe. Um, are you happy enough with Dean Grinder? Do you want to make a case for your own man or anything like that? Um, no, uh, look, I, I think, yeah, I think Dean Grinder. Uh, it was amazing this year. I, I just thought his puck outs. I think I think it was probably six or sorry, probably into the third quarter, uh, or sorry, the fourth quarter nearly before Dean was nearly forced to go along. Um, and that was us literally trying to clamp down man to man. And even if you were given five yards, he was putting the ball into a, into a Rangers uh, hand. Um, exceptional restarts, right? He mightn't have had to make all the spectacular saves or whatever that other lads might have had, but his restarts were just phenomenal and his quick thinking. Uh, I suppose I just like to m- I mentioned there down at at, at junior level. I thought Kevin Byrne from Burn Rangers was absolutely outstanding this year. Uh, yeah. in the, even in the two games against us, uh, he pulled off a string of I mean absolutely amazing saves, um, incredible saves. Um, he was you know uh, uh, like I said under serious pressure. I suppose in the second half uh, of the junior final, and anyone who watched it um, would see you know that he really kept him in it. He turned balls onto crossbars. He you know got pearls to stuff that he shouldn't have got to. Um, but it definitely gave him an honourable mention. But I don't think we, you could look past Dean Grin in fairness. He was exceptional. Right, uh, the full back line I've gone with my own choice of full back line is Michael Doyle, Dion Wall, Gary Bennett. Joe, what's your full back line? Just move on. Um, I think. Yeah, I think something along on the same line. I think. The, uh, just sorry, Stevie, on you go. No, no. I said we'd nearly move on it after that. I'd say the three of us would nearly be agreeing there. We're going. Like, I think it's hard to argue against it. I think so. I think off. so. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, look. I think uh, Dion has been incredible. Has a really, really good year. Shows. I think shows his progress too as a player. Like he's gone so mobile. He's very disciplined. Um, you know he. We know he has the hurl and that goes without question, but I just thought he had an incredible year. And I think he was able to mark lads, you know, given space or no space or, you know, given protection in front of that line. And uh, yeah, I think the other two as well were just so solid all year. You'd have to, you'd have to really uh, give them the heads up. Right, that's really the handiest line we, we've, we've ever had to pick. So we went to the half-back line. Um, Stevie, you go to our half-back line on this one first and then, and then we'll see what we went with. And we'll, we'll try to decide between the three of us. Yeah, well, I went with... I went to Richie Cody, Dermot Byrne, and Sean Whelan. No, maybe Richard Cody and Sean Whelan might be on the same wing, but that's the half back line I went with anyway. Like Dermot Byrne was definitely nailed on, and 
like Shawnee Whelan last week, for the, even the semi-finalist lay alone against um, Sam Mullins, hitting four points from, from play from wing back. As Richard Cody has just done what he does every day, like he's just keeping the keeping the lines moving. That's that's the that's the half pack I went with anyway. It's the very same one that I have actually, funnily enough. Uh, Joe, what's yours? Yeah, I can't argue either that. Uh I can't argue either. I talk just again, uh, exceptional performances um by all three. I suppose just going down through the grades, uh, I thought Owen Dyle was quite good for Nave uh, the other day. Um, I know he was hurling, hurling various positions, but uh, he, he was, uh, you know, on the half-back line. I thought, again, just dropping down the grades a little bit, um, I thought uh, Jared Bulger, he's plenty of years in the legs, but he gave a few great displays in, in the half-back line there this year, especially in the semi-final for, uh, for Burn Rangers. And I think Lauren Kinsel as well, one of our giant captains as well, were very commendable as well at their own level. Um, but it's very hard to argue past, uh, past that half-back line as well. It's very solid. Yeah, I suppose honourable mentions. Um, Stevie, I know you've seen Ertan Gleeson. You were impressed with him this year from an every point of view. Yeah, you'd have to. And if you go back to the goal, Damien Jordan, like, uh, not alone stopping the ball, but if you've seen, you've seen the penalty last last Saturday evening, well, I know you might have had to look at it a couple of times to see where it was. So I think you said it nearly ended up in the up in Castle Durham. But, um, you know, that's, that's just an Ertan Gleeson. These lads, and like, Damien Jordan was in the goal for the county this year and was on two two of the teams of the week after Division 1 games and Ayrton Gleeson like, reinvented himself I'd say uh, as a as a half-back this year and like, has has been flying it and that just shows you like, the, the grades and look if you're going to have a good good club scene in Carlo no matter whether it's your first team or second team is intermediate uh, they have to be pushing they have to be showing the showcasing their talents and they definitely have been and like the uh, same with uh, Neville Owen and Melissa Rangers second teams like they're intermediate level and like they're they're pushing there's definitely four or five lads on, on both teams that would if you swapped them with a couple of the lads on the senior teams they wouldn't look out of place with a, with a couple of games under their belt so um, yeah Ayrton and definitely and, and there's a, uh, Damien Jordan and like yeah this the, is a, the, would, go on yeah yeah that's not going you're alright no, no, I was just saying that this has actually proven to be a little bit easier than I thought so far, but I'm sure it's going to get difficult from, from here onwards. But, um, like, I suppose at the end of the day, we're looking at picking a team across all three grades. When you try to be fair, like, obviously, the lads that are hurling at a higher level are going to get the benefit of it out. So it's, it's good to be given the honourable mentions. But really and truly, unless there's an exceptional intermediate player, most of these are on second teams. So unless it comes from a first team and you've seen a lad that maybe, you know, that's the only thing I could say on this on this whole Selection criteria. Um, the other thing I tried to base mine on, obviously, and you're obviously in unison with this, is actually picking the lads in positions. Um, I don't like this whole accommodation thing. Never have and I never will. So give it to the best <laughs> lads that are in the best spots at the end of the day. Oh, okay, then. We want, so yeah, you're going to have to do a re- rejig, and I'd say maybe some of you is. But I want, <laughs> I want, I want, look, I might give you some benefit. Look and see. But anyway, look, mid- middle of the field is straight up. Anyway, Kieran Whelan was the first one that, that came to mind for me. And a man who hurled the world of ball this year and often has his critics up and down, Paul Cody, I thought, hurled the world of ball. So that's the two I have in the middle. Joe? Uh, I, yeah, I went with Kieran Whelan and Paul Cody. Uh, just thought, again, I just Paul, Paul just dropping the I was fence. not talking. I was not talking. I think Stevie, I might have mentioned it to you. I definitely wasn't talking to you, Joe, about this criteria here. So it's not like we're going on having done a dress rehearsal, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, agreement right, well, here. I, I'll be honest, yeah. I had... Yeah. I had Paul Cody on it and I hadn't got Ross Midders on it and I, I, I switched to Ross Midders 
But it doesn't matter now. I'm going to be voted out two to one. I only, I just saw Ross <laughs> Smithers. Oh, uh, Ross Smithers uh, when when Nevo needed him to, in in the game against um, Bagnus on Gales, he dragged him into it uh, over the line at heart. Uh, but like realistically, if I'm looking back at the the Cody final there this morning, and Paul Cody hit. I thought he hit a lot of ball in the day. He hit twice as much ball as I thought he did, uh, and that was only last Sunday. So and he's been known to every game this year. So I I will uh, I'll bow my knee and I'll take the take the slap of the roll on the knuckles there. Yeah, well, there's this, like, let's just not all go with the numbers thing here. We'll have considerations for it, like because I mean I thought in fairness this was probably Ross's best year as a club hurler for long. Like I mean Ross showed so much potential as a as a minor, a 15 year old playing minor hurling and playing three years county minor. I thought he was really good this year. He was really consistent, Joe. He was, yeah. And like, I suppose, look, in fairness, sometimes like it's, it's maybe harder to be noticed on a team, you know, like, right, they didn't have a great semi-final and they had their ups and downs this year, but he's been very consistent. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard, you know, when we're talking about Paul Cody, he's had in the winning team. And, you know, he's great backup there as well. But uh, Ross had a phenomenal year as well, you know, driving, for, you know, going forward and driving driving on uh, Michael and I suppose he definitely is. he would have been there thereabouts I suppose I only edge for Paul Cody I suppose Kieran Whelan to me was, was was wonderful all year and Paul Cody you know sitting back in that pocket and if you look at his distribution during the games as well and, and how his overall game faded into the game plan of, of Rangers like in terms of dropping deep and picking up ball and picking up puck outs and so on and that's why I would have given him the nod maybe over Ross you know but you know Next or nothing in between it, and it, you know it's it's uh, gives us, it gives great options as well going forward to a county as well looking at lads like that you know and, and that are playing maybe in in you know, new positions but definitely in in uh, reinventing themselves a little bit. So we're going with Paul Cody and Kieran Wheel then is that it? Oh, I, I, I think so yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm all, I'm all contention for the car now am I? <laughs> <laughs> America six. <laughs> right so. Uh, Half forward line. Joe, who'd you go with? Uh, uh, I went with, uh, right, well, at centre forward, I went with Chris Nolan. I know he played a few different positions, but I just thought he did most of his damage at centre forward. Just absolutely, probably the hurler of the year. Uh, you know, he couldn't look past him in terms of, uh, he's just a scoring rate from play this year. It was absolutely crazy. Looking back, I was, Speaking to someone about it, and you're looking back, and he's hit seven and eight points from play, and one seven from play, and you know, so centre forward, just phenomenal, had a phenomenal year, hurler the year, all all ends up for me. Uh, on the wing, I put Mouse uh, one wing. Um, I just thought exceptional performance in the semi final. Again, I think he hit one thirteen for them that day, one seven from play, dragged them virtually single handed into the game. I know he dropped out a little bit out to midfield, but uh, look, we know him more as a wing forward, and he starts m- more games there. I just thought. Again, but look, I suppose we're just so used to seeing that sort of stuff from most that it's nearly, you know, second nature. And then on the other wing, um, I put Kevin McDonald. Um, I, I just thought he had a very good game. Again, a very good game. Very solid all year. Picking a point here and there. You know, working back, tracking back, filling the midfield. You know, his passes up the wing as well to, to create scores. I thought it was very good. And his link play was very good. And so I just gave him the nod there, uh, a nod there in the half-hour link. All right, well, I've, I've Chris Nolan the centre forward and I have Mouse on one wing. Um, I don't have Kevin McDonald. Uh, Stevie, who do you have? I have Craig Doyle on the other side. That's who uh, I had as well. <laughs> now, look, you're talking forwards. I need the forwards. The six forwards I have, 
go play in any position in the six four positions if we're um just Craig Daly I thought no Jeez, like he was the Chris Nolan was unbelievable but Chris or uh Styler like Styler was four scores some game. I don't know, probably two or three a game anyway, which we're talking about like banging some gales or not be going to get the supply into the to to the forward line as clear as, as the other teams were and that was quite going. And like just to see me the, the the last game against Michael what did he hit that four or five points in play? Yeah, like no, he, he was, he's contributed massively from play as well as obviously yeah, knocking over freeze. Um, and win, so uh, winning a few frees as well, yeah. Yeah, no, Kevin McDonald, I, I, I had him in contention as well. And I was looking like the amount of work he does without getting on the score sheet, we call it. Uh, even last Sunday, like he was picking up balls and spraying up the wing to Ted Joyce, come back into that. I don't know, the, the, the talk about false nine is it in soccer or whatever, but he was playing a team of false five the other day. I don't know where Jack Murphy was, but Jack Murphy was pretty told pull away there get let him get room there poke out down the line down the Ted Joyce and they we're talking about Jack Murphy there he nailed down a position this year where he would have been in and out of the team and nailed down number five and that's his jersey now at the minute and we're talking about another lad was coming back to play in that position at times during the game um, but the, Kevin McDonald just does probably a, a victim of his own versatility I'd call it that you know, I I, I just give it a style or anyway. That's the my my end view on that one, but uh, with no no yeah. uh, no harm to you Kevin see, Mack. You see, I kind of had an A and other thing in corner forward. That I couldn't really decide upon, and if I wasn't going to go with Styler at wing forward, I was going with Styler possibly a corner forward, and there was a consideration for Kevin Mack at wing forward. But anyway, um, all right. So yeah. Styler, Chris Nolan, Mouse. We agreed on that one. Yep, I think we'll take that one as well. Again, Joe, Craig, Joe, by the way, was you know was Joe next was in for me in fairness. Well. Like I said, it was next or nothing. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll settle for a good microwave or something. <laughs> right, so uh, full forward line then, lads. Um, I've Jamie Clark and Choo Choo Anya is, is two of my three. Joe? Yeah, couldn't look past them. Absolutely. Two of them, I know played in the same position this year, but the two of them are instrumental in everything positive about their, their club's uh, progress. Jamie, as the championship grew, got better and better and just, you know, took fullbacks, you know, geez, I won't say to the cleaning, but he just made life so hard for them. Uh, Sean as well, I mean, instrumental. I know he was carrying a knock, which the for us and might miss out the best of them maybe in the final, but he, um, you know, again, picked off a few scores every day in the semi-final. I think he picked three or four sure four off and won a couple of frees as well and he was key to us getting to the final so, so I, I think those two are absolutely nailed on and I, I, I just think the two of them had great years for the clubs yeah Stevie who have you got I have Sean Murphy mm-hmm. who did you pick Sean Murphy uh, Jamie Clark and Sean Murphy's full forward Jamie Clark yeah I, yeah I have Sean Murphy and the other two are neither of them are Jamie Clark I <laughs> Uh, uh, 11th hour decision I went for uh, Eddie Bourne and Dennis Murphy yeah, now that's leaving out that's leaving out Jamie Clark who was outstanding uh, Ted Joyce who might got one point last Sunday but the amount of space he created and the amount of moves and uh, ball he got on created scores uh, so that's what I went for so go on. Right. Okay. Finish so, me off. 
Yeah, no, look, I, I have serious headaches. I told you I had an A and other there kind of corner four floating about. And, you know, I thought Fico 2 was class for an every this year. But again, the grade is possibly going to go against the, the benefit of the doubt here because Eddie Byrne was great all year. And Dennis Murphy, for me, I mean, I thought, like, alone from, from scoring the freeze and the two goals to the day, he's, he's all around contribution throughout the games. And, you know, if you go back to the group stages, Joe, you alluded to it in one of the podcasts as well, where he came deep into his own half to put pressure on lads and stuff. And for a guy who was after having three cruciates, I just thought he was he was excellent this year um, again. And he, he's shown great versatility in his game. So then I think Dennis Murphy is possibly who I might side with there as well. Yeah, definitely, Kevin and Stevie. Uh, he had a great year. And like I said, it was like a fresh man, like a fresh player. Like, And for a lad, with what years he's put in, in club and county, you know, he, that hunger there to get a, another club title was really evident. Probably, you know, it was, you know, it was, I won't say encouraging in one way to see it, you know. And, uh, you know, you might say, Jesus, would there be any, ever any chance he'd be back in again with the county? And then it was discouraging from a club point of view. And you're looking at what damage he's able to do. Um, yeah, so very, very good. Um, look, other lads, just again, glancing down through the grades, like we had Niall Whelan there, our brother Shawnee, and, and, and that uh, had an incredible year at junior level, got one fourth for play in the final. Uh, you know, just picking down, going down through the levels again, just on, as honourable mentions, um, he was excellent all year. You know, young Lockton Dial from uh, Bourne Rangers, you know, again, exceptional, talented forward, had a great year as well, one for the future as well. You know, like I said, notable performers, but probably on, on the basis of play, you'd have to go with, uh, you'd have to probably go side with, uh, with um, Dennis and, and this. Like I said, you know, other years maybe Rangers were, you know, as good as he's freeze for this year, he's, he got a good few scores from play. I think he got two of the goals on Sunday as well. Um, do you know what I mean? And and like you know, he's a big man for the big occasion. So you probably have to. I, I'd have to dip my hat to him and and, and give him the, the third spot in the lane. Right. So is it Jamie Clark, Choo Choo, and Dennis Murphy, or is Eddie Byrne going in Stephen? Oh. Yeah, I I just thought like even against ourselves, oh, like yeah, in the first yeah. game, I think Jamie won five or six frees or more, and he got a goal. I think he got a goal and a pint or two from play. In which game was it? That was the Michael game. You know, he was just uh, you know, and you know, give. Give Paul Dyle, you know, lots of it. Give every full back, you know, David Field and all these lads, even Dion, you know, give him a torrid, torrid time all year, like, you know, and just direct running. And like I said, for his influence on the game, I know sometimes we, you know, when they didn't make the semi final, and sometimes that puts things back to the back of our mind, but, you know, he, he, he definitely had a standout year. Just sorry, flipping back on that there, I, I'd like to mention, like we mentioned about centre forwards, and I think we said there that no one is obviously going to stand in Chris Nolan's way in terms of 11, but I just thought from a different type of centre forward, I just thought Jack McCullough for a young man from uh, for Bagginstown this year was phenomenal. Um, you know, give credit where credit was due. He's only, you know, just above a minor grade or a Euro minor grade. And I thought, like, my God, he just stood in with the best, of, you know, the best of lads and quality, real quality at centre back in a lot of teams. And he just gave it absolute socks. And uh, I know, like, like I said, in a different mould than Chris Nolan, in terms of scoring and all like that. But for honourable mentions, I just thought, as a young man as well, he's you know definitely had a fantastic year as well. Lads, we're not going to be popular with Michael. There's no Michael man in this team. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, like who, you know, like we said, a lot of them in contention. I suppose they're just so... I suppose maybe so up and down such a you know such a year like that they had like oh Nolan was phenomenal against us in the, in in one group game you know but at number six but Jesus like you know then Dermot Byrne was just outstanding at six if you get me so 
they're probably coming up their stronger hurlers are probably coming up against just stronger hurlers in, in, in that same position uh, this mm. year but you know and it's probably their form kind of when it was so up and down at times and different lads shown on different days that um, you know that that probably you know it probably negates maybe their chances of uh, of getting on our team but sure we were never popular you weren't anyway Stevie so it's, something's never changed <laughs> That's why you picked him. I'll be making sure it'll be an email going to the club there. Just to find out there, my vote. Yeah. I don't sure look. You're, you're going to disown. You want to make sure, yeah. Yeah, we nearly got egged coming back from Cara the other day because we weren't at the ladies' final. So we, uh, you can't be popular everywhere. I know. Yeah. Seriously, though, uh, Damien Jordan Lake, we're looking at. Uh, Playing intermediate yeah. level, you know, hard back to it, like, and he was in in goal for the county and outstanding there to start the year in the league. And like Brian Tracy gets not ahead of him at senior level. So imagine what's like it, you know, I'm just terrible picking a team to get one by lad or two lads on this team. But like, like, I don't know what they do down there for goalkeepers, like to have, geez, to have, and even Kevin Barron, like that, that was outstanding the other night. Like he, he's from Michel, isn't he? He, like, yeah. you know, he. Would have played all underage with Michael and, yep. and I transferred to, to Bourne there in the last couple of years. So I, I'd love to know what to do to make all keeping so attractive down there because uh, there's a uh, conveyor belt of uh, yeah. all keepers down there. Absolutely. So uh, just for announce your team, Dean yeah. Grenner yeah. is in goal by Leinster Rangers. Then we have Michael Dyle, Rangers captain, Dion Wall, Alan Killen, and Gary Bennett, same one as the halfback line, Richie Cody of Rangers, Dimmer Bourne of Rangers, and Sean Wayne and Alan Killen. Paul Cody, Rangers, and Kieran Whelan, Ballinkillen. Uh, Craig Doyle of Bangnestown Gales, Chris Nolan, Rangers, and the Mouse of St. Mullins, and J- uh, Jamie Clark, uh, obviously Bangnestown Gales, 2 2 from Ballinkillen, and Dennis Murphy, minus the Rangers. Solid team. I'm actually quite happy with that. Joe, I know you're under a bit of time pressure here, so um, we, we'll say farewell to you for now, and thanks for your contribution over the last number of weeks. Well done again on a fantastic victory, and sure. You know, it's uh, it's it's been good fun. We've had a great championship. Joe, thanks a million. Don't work too hard. <laughs> Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> See you, Joe. All right, so we, we say farewell to, to Joe Nolan, but Stephen Maverick is going to uh, stay with me here. All right, so Stevie, uh, ladies' football finals um, last weekend, of course, ended in victory for all Auckland over Benicarrington Ryland, making it a three in a row in the senior final. Um, it was uh, Fenna who were victorious in intermediate level and St. Anne's in the junior. Now, the... I suppose one disappointing aspect is the fact that the ladies' senior final and stuff was on at the same time as the senior hurling final. And with the 2020 initiative, I just thought that possibly wasn't, you know, uh, the best way to run off the fixtures. That you know, and especially with couples involved with Merlin Surrenders and and Benicarrington Island, I know there's couples. And you you did a bit of homework. You reckon there could be four overall, and that's disappointing. That they didn't get to see both games. Well, there's three or four off the top of my head. No, no. All I will say as well, with the Camogues was next weekend. And all Auckland girls being the backbone of the Nav Breed set up. Um, I, I don't know, like, with the game, whether they could have played the all Auckland game as the, as the later game yesterday evening, the the half five game instead instead of the Aerog uh, Finney game. Which I thought was probably unusual that the, the senior game wouldn't be the, the, the last of the three during the weekend. But look, that's, that's the. That's the weather for hope. There's nothing you can do. It's just unfortunately like you had probably three or four couples, one going to Dr. Cullen, one going to McGrath Park and trying to win their matches and um so yeah, look it's not ideal, but 
it's a, not an ideal setup we're in at the minute anyway. Um, you know, Lachlan sure wonder turning it off is great. Um, and I think there's actually a club championship and that'll bring another bag of problems because are they in the junior now or the inter- intermediate or what after last year's um, debacle with the, with the being put in the wrong group, not by their own doing. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see where that ends up as well. Yeah, Jesus uh, well. Yeah, and look, it's great that there is an Yeah, and like looking, I've seen the Fenero game. Uh, Fen had some very good footballers, some very good young footballers coming up, and then had the likes of um, Theresa Dyle there, very experienced. And um, you know, they were they looked at the team just rebuilding uh, bit by bit. And uh, St. Anne's are very good underage. They lost the junior final last year to Lockton with a last minute goal. Very young team, and they they probably have a lot of them still playing minor. There's a minor final on tonight, actually, against all Auckland. Uh, or is it, no, sorry, it's under, it could be under 16, but uh, I think it's actually under 16. Uh, and they're, they're strong at that level as well. So, like, the, the standard, you're talking about the standard intermediate hurling, the standard of ladies football has come on leaps and bounds and it's getting stronger and stronger every year. It is indeed. So, uh, before we move on to the Senior Football Championship this weekend, let's talk about the Camogie Finals. You mentioned Nair Breed are, are taking on Michel, 21 in a row seeking Michel. That's at half four on Saturday out in the training centre. And then the junior final, also at the same venue at 1.30, is Ballinkillen versus uh, Bagnestown. Um, you know, I've seen the semi-final there with, with, with Nair Breed and, and Rangers, and I've seen Nair Breed and Rangers playing the group stages, and it was one way of traffic for Michel going to that final. Michel are so strong. And one thing that has, has struck me is uh, the sheer depth of, the, of their backroom team. Is I know Benny Kenny is involved um, in in some way, shape or form. Um, but there's, there's a, a platform they're going to be going to be involved who have won a lot of medals themselves. They're just, um, they're a bit of an enigma, Michael are, obviously, when, when you're going for 21 in a row, that would, that would be well justified. But, um, Nave Breed then, on their part, have a team who are used to winning, be it with all Auckland or be it at underage, you know, in Kamogi with Nave Breed itself. So, um, an interesting enough final, but we're still a tall order nonetheless for Nave Breed to try and you know, take down this Michel team, which is just absolutely terrific. Yeah, and like, they beat Michel last year in the league final in Fenna. It was over at that now, and Michel might be missing an odd player or two, but um, league final and a championship final or two kettles, kettles of fish. Uh, as you said, with the, a lot of girls were the, on the Camogie or the football there during the week. You have Amy Dooley, um, Kiva Collins, Quiva O'Neill, Helen Roach, Nee Ford, Emma Brennan, Jenny Sire, Rachel Sire, Shiva O'Neill is there in the mix as well. Um, so you'll have that bit of confidence of having won the county final last week. Um, the, the league part, no, it was not that, but there were, there were, I think there was could have been two goals in it and the wind up, there was one goal near the end, but I think it was, there wasn't a whole lot in it. Uh, look, Michael, the last time Nair Breed won, the county final was in ninety eight or ninety-nine. Um Olivia Jordan was actually still playing, was starting was playing, and she's still playing. And Idel Dunn was corner back for Nev Breed, and her daughter's actually corner forward for Michel now, Quiva Jordan. So uh as Gastaway things turn around and uh look to be hoping L- little pin and Emma Brennan Emma Brennan's plan is midfielder kind of uh, dropping back and creating everything and uh you could be hoping the likes of gets a bit of room to move to, to ask questions of the Michael backline. But like, this is seriously like, the 21 or 20 titles in a row doesn't even 
cover that. Like they've won two or three other juniors and flatter Leinster juniors as well. So it's like a severe effort for every to go over the line, but the, the, they're getting there bit by bit. But the thing is, Meister also, the Brian subs the last day, the Brian, I think Abbey Foley, Tara, Birmingham, the Brian three or four subs, they were, and they all got on the score sheet nearly as well. So they're pushing strong as well for, you know, they'll, they have a strong panel. They'll, they'll have strong subs coming on to the to the team uh, when they need them in the last quarter or 20 minutes. So it'll be very interesting to see how it ends up. Obviously, we're hoping for a uh, great victory, but it'll be interesting to see where they are in a in a game of this. You know, we're looking at Ballon Killing last. We're talking they had to get to the senior hurling final this year. The pressure's on there, to get to the Camogie final as well. And they're in it now. So if you're in it, you have a chance of winning it. Right, so the football challenges then, and because of so many games involved across the grades, it's just going to be a simple forward thing. We'll put a bit of context across the three grades. Um, uh, having said that, just just very quickly, like, but Aerog, it's hard to look past them, senior. Yeah, but look, we're starting on a level playing field, we call it, as in no one has had other practice matches, and no, no different other year. You might have had lads come back from county teams with injuries or things. Um, look, it'd be, you be saying, look, it's our old favourites, and that's a fact. And, and uh, they're playing Bangus on Gales on Friday night. Um, like we're not sure now. Look, you can read the Nashes and tell you who's playing or who might be playing. Uh, the fact that the games are three weeks in a row, they're going to, you know, it'll help teams to have lads coming in that are coming on the teams. Some girls would have said in the hurling as well a couple of years, so I'd be getting the blood lads and obviously blood in the road. They had a settled team enough last year against in the senior championship. Uh, I know they got a big beat enough them in the semi final, but look, that's that's gone, that's part of you see what they're all done. They've had in the final as well, so um, yeah, we fancy their road again before it starts. and Interesting to see how one is range gone. I, I feel now with the hurling being parked in North Club Championship and uh, they'll be familiar with the, the surroundings of Dr. Cullen they've been in there for the last five or six weeks every weekend so see would that make any difference they're playing loose uh, Sunday evening yeah so again like it would be great if um, if one of the could push on and get to a senior final in football because they, they've threatened to do so for so long and, and yeah as you already said six o'clock Sunday is Rangers versus the Blues then on the other side um, you know in group two you have all Auckland and Tin Ryland who are facing off on, on Saturday evening inside in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park as well. Uh, Tin Ryland rumoured to be down a good few players. All Auckland, not quite sure the story is there. I know Mark is involved with them as well. So he'll be he'll be busy again uh, on Saturday evening. Yeah, I just forgot that. Yeah, and, uh, 7 o'clock in Netwatch no, Cullen Park I, I, is that one. And he's involved at 4.30 with Nave Reid in, in the Camogie final. Yeah, it'll be something similar to that from the semi-final there to get back for intermediate hurling. And yeah, it's unfortunate, but look, that's, these things are, these things, we know these things are going to happen when you're, when you're trying to, when you're training and playing as well. So, um, but looks a nice problem during the final of the Camogie, you're giving the choice to start the year, but you're going to run a race to, to the first round of the senior because you're in the Camogie final, he, he took your hand off for that. Yeah, I haven't heard much about all Auckland and how they've been going to play Bagnestone in practice last Friday night to play Bond last couple of weeks ago. Played the Blues a couple of weeks ago as well. I haven't heard, I've had very little, um, just a few young lads coming up there now, likes of Jamie Dylan and uh, James Dolan, these lads. I don't know whether they're near starting 
you're looking through pal be interesting seeing you know, any fresh faces coming through as well you know because um, it looked like two or three years ago they were going to take over completely with their underage they were from a few minors and that and be interesting seeing you know, they probably freshened up a bit this year with the two reads in charge and um, it would be interesting to see how the non-hurling teams go on we'll call them as in Palantine Ratfilly you know where they wouldn't have had any distractions uh, and Airog as well of course you know just to see in the blues you know that they the probably had very little distraction hurling wise will that stand to them in the definitely in the first round or two where they might have a start on other teams it be interesting to see yeah, will indeed. All right, so I'm just going to fly down through the fixtures um, in, in general and we'll, we'll actually go back and review them in, in great detail next week. But um, yeah, also on, on Friday evening, Intermediate Championship, Group 2, Fenner versus Clonmore, that's a 7.30 in Tullo. Uh, group 1, Intermediate, on Saturday, 5 o'clock, McGrath Park, it's Eirog and Kilbride. Uh, let's stay with Intermediate for now. Yeah, the Fighting Cocks take on the Calamity Tony Gold, 12 o'clock on Sunday, and then Michael will take on Ballerana at 3.30 in Bindestown on Sunday as well. Uh, junior A Football Championship then we'll revert back here to Friday just to see is there anything going on and no is the answer to that but on Saturday we have uh, Junior A Group 2 it's Tullow versus Ballin that's a 6 o'clock down Tullow that'll be a very very good game indeed between two of the of the favourites for that no doubt. Uh, moving on then to Sunday evening 6 o'clock in Ballin the Bowley Lachlan Ridge versus All Lachlan a nice little local derby there and uh, in that same group at the same time Tony Island take on Palatine and back over in group 2 uh, Raffelli take on Grange uh, Steve look that's where we'll leave it for now uh, thanks for thanks for joining us once again thanks for you know being on board throughout the Hurling Championship um, we've had plenty to talk about and no doubt if the football is half as entertaining as the Hurling then we're in, for, we're in for something special as well yeah it's just going to be interesting hopefully it'll be as good as the football as in the block as we said the footballers would have wanted the football first and Look, they didn't. The, the hurling was first, and that's the way it is. So, hopefully, the football would. It's been a bit more open now. Looking at club games on the telly, there, and even we're seeing there's, there's, there's a with probably with the crowds not being at the games, there's probably that much. You know, the matches kind of go, are going ahead um, without too much distraction. So, hopefully, we'll have good bit of football and and uh, with the best horse jump the fence. Exactly. Well, listen, thanks for joining us, Steve. And that's it for this episode of the Left Wing Back Podcast. Uh, do stay tuned. Give us the five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts if you're floating about that direction. And again, if anyone wants to get in touch with our sponsorship or whatever wants to give, give a dig out, we are, of course, providing this completely free of charge for the last six weeks or so. So if you want to give a dig out, whatever, just pop us um, a message on the social media. Um, you know where we are. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.